Hello again and welcome back to Daily Devotions with North Clay Baptist Church. Today we will be concluding our study in 1 John by reading through chapters 4 and 5. Yesterday we learned that John uh, intended this letter to be instructive concerning false teaching about the person of Christ. And while the specific false teaching of docetism is no longer around, it is still imperative that we understand John's instructions so that we may rightly identify and refute false teaching in our day. So in chapter 4, John begins by instructing us to test the spirits. Uh, rather than simply believe what we hear, we are exhorted to discern truth from error so that we may not be carried away by every wind of doctrine. He tells us in verses 2 and 3, uh, by this we, you know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. And every spirit that does not confess Jesus is not from God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you heard was coming and now is in the world already. We see again a reference to the Antichrist. And we are given further precision in our definition of the term. We see that the, sen the, the, the essence of being anti-Christ is to deny the person and work of Jesus Christ. And this can be done in many ways. It can be done by denying the sufficiency of Christ's atonement. It could be uh, in denying the deity of Christ. Uh, it could be by denying the truth that Christ was fully man, as docetism did. Again, we see that the centrality of biblical Christology and the necessity of affirming all that the scriptures say about who Christ is and what he has done. John then tells us that the love of God is the definitive mark of the believer. As he says in verses 7 and 8, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God, and whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Anyone who does not love does not know God, because God is love. This echoes what Jesus said in John 13, 35. There, Jesus tells his disciples by this, all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. The defining mark of the Christian, what should primarily be seen by the world around us, that demonstrates to them that we are disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ, is our love for our brothers and sisters in Christ. And as he opens chapter 5, we read in verses 1 through 5, Everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ has been born of God. And everyone who loves the Father loves whoever has been born by him. By this we know that we love the children of God, when we love God and obey his commandments. For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments. And his commandments are not burdensome. For everyone who has been born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Who is it that overcomes the world except the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. It is important that we rightly understand who Christ is and what he accomplished in his life, death, resurrection, and ascension. And if the biblical testimony of Christ is true, then we must submit ourselves to him and obey his commands, namely the two greatest commandments, that we love God and our neighbor. And in verse 13, John says, I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life. John here gives us his own intention 
behind the letter to encourage the faith of his readers. With the proliferation of false teaching in his day, it would have been understandable for Christians to begin questioning whether their beliefs were true. I mean, if you believed that Jesus was truly man, that he truly had a human body, that he truly took on flesh, and you were faced with a competing belief that claimed that he only appeared to be a man, that he wasn't truly, um, that he didn't truly have a human body, that he did not truly come in the flesh, uh, you would have to question which one is true, since both of these beliefs are mutually exclusive. So John is providing his readers, both past and present, with truth to encourage them in their faith, so that they may know that they have true saving knowledge of Christ, and thus also have eternal life. There are many people who believe that you cannot have true assurance of your faith in this life. And the apostles' words here stand in stark contradiction to that belief. John clearly believed that the followers of Christ could know that they have eternal life. And thus he wrote in order to exhort his readers to that end. And we as believers, now some 2,000 years removed from John's words, we too can have assurance of our salvation. And we can know that we have eternal life if we, by grace, through faith, trust in the person and work of Jesus Christ. And by the Holy Spirit's work of regeneration, uh, giving us the gifts of repentance and faith. And by the Spirit's ongoing work of sanctification, enabling us to rightly love God, love our neighbor, and obey His commands, we can be sure that God will complete the work that He has begun so that we may be glorified together with Christ and enjoy eternity with Him. So I hope that you've enjoyed our study in 1 John. I know that I certainly have. And I look forward to seeing you again tomorrow as we look at John's second epistle as we continue in our one-year Bible reading plan.